Tacker was given one year on probation. Milwaukee police say he shot at his ex-girlfriend while their kids were inside the car. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. And we were outside, it's dark, we're right there on the water. It's really a, a perfect scene, except for we're arguing. And um, he backhanded me across the face. It was not anything like what I was used to. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million women and men. This is a story of one of those victims. The year was 1993, and Janice Wells of North Alabama was just 14 years old. Now, at the age I am looking back on it, I would say that he was a pedophile. He was 39 when we got married, um, and so it was a lot of it was control. She was invited by a family friend to go on a fishing trip. This is where her story begins. Um, I was raised in North Alabama, Oxford, uh, close to um, Fort McClellan. Mm -hmm. So we had family in South Carolina. That's where my parents had lived for several years before Alabama. So we were visiting my uncle uh, on a family vacation. I was 14 and uh, we visited my uncle. A friend of his was there and uh, a friend of the family, he was safe, you know, nobody thought anything about it. And so he said, hey, why don't I take, uh, Jan everybody calls me Jana, my family. Why don't I take Jana shrimping? teach her something new this is you know this is uh save some other ladies will be there and that was the start of the grooming process i was 14 years old he was i think 37 so you at that time on a trip? Um, while we were on vacation okay. so um i spent one evening and uh he made up an excuse we stayed too long on the island so i ended up having to spend the night uh, and then he spent the next year corresponding through letters. I was in Alabama, he was in South Carolina. So we would write through a friend of mine's house so my dad didn't find out. And I was convinced this was the, the man for me. This was the love of my life. I was 15 years old by then and you, know, you couldn't tell me anything because oh, yeah, I- you were young and impressionable. I knew everything about life at that point. So um, when I was still 15, I decided that I wanted to leave home. Um, I came from a good family. My dad raised me. Um, we didn't struggle through anything. He, I was on the end of being spoiled. Uh, but I thought this man was just everything that I wanted for the rest of my life. So I got a bus ticket and drove 15 hours, rode 15 hours. I didn't have a driver's license to uh, go meet him. And so I, this was before cell phones, so I called my dad after three weeks and I said, um, I'm here with Shorty, was what everybody called him, and we want to get married. And I was calling from a payphone and my dad flipped out and said, this is not happening, where are you at, I'm coming to get you. And so I said, well I'll call you later and I hung up the phone. And I waited three more weeks and I called him back. And then he said, where are you at? Let me make sure you're safe and I'll come sign for you to get married. So he would rather know where I was at than I was okay and gave me what I wanted pretty much. So I turned 16 in July and we got married in August 5th of 1995. Hmm. 
that's okay. kind of where everything started. <laughs> so that's where it started. So, yes. so after getting married, what was life like once you got married? The first couple months, um, life was great. I felt very grown up. I felt mature and I had made the right decision. All his friends were his age, so they were close to 40 or maybe above 40. None of his friends accepted me. Their kids were older than I was. And that was the only problem, is I was very much isolated there. Um, I was in South Carolina, and my parents were still in Alabama at that time. So there was nothing bad for the first couple months. It was very much a honeymoon stage. About three months later, probably October, we went to an oyster roast. This is on the islands. Um, We lived on a boat. Uh, It was all just very exotic, you know, nothing like uh, Alabama. So uh, we went to an oyster roast, and all his friends were there, and um, everyone was drinking. He was a heavy drinker, uh, and I had not been exposed to that growing up. So um, his friends decided to include me for whatever their reasoning was, and so fed me alcohol all evening. And I can't really remember what we got into an argument about, but I'm sure it was the drinking. Uh, and we were outside. It's dark. We're right there on the water. It's really a, a perfect scene, except for we're arguing. And um, he backhanded me across the face. And that was the first time I had ever, uh, my parents didn't whip me growing up. I had never had corporal punishment. It was not anything like what I was used to. Uh, there was music playing, and I kind of looked, and there's 20 or 30 people out around in the yard or around the fire. And um, everybody kind of looked, but nobody said anything. And I thought, surely somebody is going to save me. You know, someone is going to take up for me. And it seemed like forever, but it was probably 30 seconds that everything paused. And then it just went back to normal. So, um... Now, what was, what did you do at that point? I didn't do anything at that point. I didn't really know what to do. So, when no one spoke up for me, I just went along with it. I said, okay, I didn't make a scene. Um, and the rest of the night, like I say, I had been drinking a lot, so... The rest of the night was just, I think we left shortly thereafter. Um, I didn't fuss about it. We were—we went to the marina where we were staying at. Um, the next day, I called one person that I trusted, and I said, I need to talk to you. So um, I think it was a couple days before they came to South Carolina, and I said, uh, he hit me. And so she said, if you're going to leave, leave right now, go pack your stuff, uh, we'll take you we'll take you back to Alabama no problem but if you don't leave don't ever talk about it again and I thought it was a valid choice you know I didn't know that that wasn't the correct answer at that time and I thought you know if I go back home I was going to be in 11th grade Uh, everyone that had said oh I told you so she'll come back you know um, would be right and I would go back to being a kid and having a curfew I wasn't allowed to date until I turned 16, so when I left home to get married, I had never been on a date before. Um, so I just didn't want to, you know, I made a child's choice. I didn't want to go back to that. That's what you were. You were a child. Right. So, but I didn't realize it at the time, you know, but, but I stayed. And so I did exactly what she suggested. I never talked about it again until I left my husband, and that was in 2000. So you stayed silent from, from this point on. And so, so so what happened, that was the first time. So mm-hmm. it happened again, obviously. It did. It was a slow progression. I won't say that it immediately uh, 
went to the worst. It was maybe pressure on the back of the neck. Um, I could count on probably two hands the times that he hit me in the face after that first time because he didn't want it to show anywhere. Um, he would bruise me maybe on the back of the neck, on my side, on my legs. Uh, there's several places that you can hurt someone without it showing up to other people. Was there any verbal, um, uh, I guess, you know, you have so many levels of, 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 of right. um, domestic violence. So was there, you know, like, was it there any demeaning? It was, but it was more controlling. Um, now, at the age I am looking back on it, I would say that he was a pedophile. I was 16. He was 26 years older than me. He was 39 when we got married. Um, and so it was a lot of it was control. Everything that I did, uh, like I said, we lived on the marina, so you would have to go up from the boat to they had the showers there and the laundry and all. Um, so anytime I would leave off the boat, I would have to ask, hey, do you mind if I go up here? And that just became a way of life. I didn't really realize that uh, it was abuse. So that's just that's just how we lived. If um, I needed to buy clothes for something, I definitely would not buy them without his approval for it.